good morning, everybody. I'm really excited to guest host Winners Win Live this weekend. Now, Chris will be returning next week, but today I want to spend just a few minutes talking about the presentation. And I'd like you to know some of my thoughts about how to effectively use it and start uh, really by, at, by, by looking at what's happening with this pandemic. You know, for the past few months, people have been primarily concerned about their health. And while it appears that many still have those concerns, more and more people are, are growing very concerned about their finances. Listen, these are some recent reports and surveys about how Americans are feeling right now. Um, Pew Research Center found that 43% of U.S. adults claim that either them or someone in their household has either lost their job or taken a pay cut. There's a, there's a company called HR Drive for Human Resources. In a survey that they recently did, it discovered that 55% of U.S. workers are concerned about job security. There was a CNN business article that was reported earlier this week that said 30 million initial unemployment claims were filed in the six weeks that ended on April 30th. Now, this month, there's not going to be a 1,200 stimulus package uh, for each adult or 500 for, for, for a child. That's not going to happen. And those who are making less than they were in February are going to be looking, some desperately looking for ways to make up that lost income. Now, here's the thing I want you all. I'm not looking to exploit the situation. It is absolutely, it's truly unfortunate that so many are suffering financially, that tens of millions more are deeply concerned about job security. And it's just absolutely, to me, it's, it's, it's like a bizarro world, okay, where we went from the lowest unemployment in decades to 30 million becoming unemployed the last six weeks. But folks, these are the facts that people are, they're, they're living with this. We didn't create it. This is what's happening. And we potentially have an answer for them. So this, my friends, is the time for massive action. Hey, here's something that's really important to remember. The first question we ask in a presentation, if you don't know it, here's what it is. Do you believe the world as we know it has changed? And the answer every time is yes. Now, most people can't figure out exactly what that means, okay, but, but, but that's what they're saying. The, the follow-up question is, do you have a plan for this new world? And the overwhelming majority of people say that they do not. Now, we'll get back to the presentation. We'll, we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. But right now, I need to ask you a question. If the world has changed, then doesn't it make sense that we also need a new plan? Doesn't it make sense that we look at how we're doing the things that we're doing, what we were doing before, and what changes we need to make to fit into and, and benefit in this new world? So what does it look like? Well, it begins by leading with the opportunity. Now, I, I want you to know this. I absolutely, 1,000% believe that travel will, will rebound. I, it's going to gain its regain the status as the number one industry in the world. Now I know this is going to happen because history tells me so. 9/11, Great Recession of 08, every other disaster that's happened either in the U.S. or around the world during my lifetime, travel has come back to be the number one industry. And I want you to know that no one's prouder or believes in our product more than I do. You know, I, uh, when you look at it, I mean, along with with Dad and Kim Sorensen. I, I co-founded one of the most successful, not one of, the, it's the most successful host agency in network marketing history. You know, I spent several years and hundreds of thousands of dollars of my own money to find our membership, and we still have, hands down, no comparison, the best membership anywhere. That I worked with our technology partner and created the Vortex, which I believe is the best consumer booking engine anywhere, period. So if you ask me, do I believe in travel? My answer would be as much as anyone else walking the planet. But, but listen to me. Now is not the time to lead with it.
You see, the typical person can't see past the current circumstances to the future potential. They see the headlines that Warren Buffett sold all his airline stocks on, on Monday, and they believe travel is doomed. What they don't do is go research the opposing views of why he could be wrong. They don't consider that maybe those four airline stocks no longer fit into his long-term investing metrics. But what they do take away from the headline is now is not the time to get involved in travel, which is why we absolutely, listen to me, we positively must lead with the opportunity. I want to pose a question. What business are you in? Most would say travel, and you're partially right. But as SBAs, we're actually in the distribution business. See, we get paid to increase the number of travel business owners, and that's what we're talking about today. So let's really kind of focus on the presentation and who and what it was designed for, who it was designed for, what it was designed to do. I want you to know this right up front. It wasn't designed for those who are already good presenters. See, people who are expert presenters just have reminders of what they have. Maybe it's just a word or an image, and then they take from there and they just go ahead and present. See, this was designed for people who do not see themselves as great presenters. I, I, I just got, I, I got to let you know this. Everyone, me included, coach included, all the directors included, every single one of us were scared when we did our first presentation. The great presenters you see today were scared just like you when they started presenting on their own. So this presentation is designed for non-presenters. Everything you need to remember, it's on the slide. So you don't have to, you don't, everything you need to say is there. You don't have to remember anything. I also want you to know, don't worry about doing this for groups because it wasn't designed to use for groups. It was designed to do one-on-one. -on -one. Currently, doing that virtually with Zoom. I also want to let you know what the key is. See, the key to this entire presentation is the questions. So don't rush through them to get to what you think is the information. The information is less important than the questions because the recruiting is done with the questions. Let, let, let me just explain, okay? The answers to the questions tell you everything you need to know about the, uh, about the prospect, Every, the, what, their, what their concerns, their fears, their, their hot buttons. Everything that you need to know about them will be revealed in the questions. So when you ask if they believe the world has changed as we know it, as it's changed, solicit feedback. Ask what they think. Take your time. If they don't volunteer something, then maybe you do. I mean, an example that I just had, I was on the driving range, saw somebody I hadn't seen in six months because the course is closed for the winter. And we kind of started walking toward each other. It's crazy, about five, six feet apart. We both kind of just, we put our hands up and said, hey, not going to shake hands or hug, but how you doing? that was not even something, social distancing wasn't even something, I didn't even know it was a term three months ago. So have that just talk. Listen, this is a conversation, not a presentation. And then when you ask if they have a plan for the new world, almost everyone is going to say that they don't, which makes it very easy to ask if they're open to exploring an option. Now, when... Now listen to me, okay? This is important. This next, this, this next page, that page where you're asking about people that they know, is important for multiple reasons. I'll tell you about that later. But, but when you ask, 
if they know anyone who's working, but they're afraid about losing their job. See, what you want to do there is maybe that's where you where you quote that there was an article, a recent survey that said 55% of Americans are concerned about losing their jobs. And see, you have, that's where you have a conversation with them. You, you ask follow-up questions. When they say, I, I, was, I was doing this with, uh, on a call the other night, and, and they said, yeah, I know some people. It says, well, some people, is that like one or two or eight to ten? They says, well, it's probably closer to the eight to ten. All right? Well, then then the, the next question is, well, do you know anybody who's working from home? And what they're going to say is, everybody I know is working from home unless they're in health care or essential workers. Okay? So when they say yes, then here's the key, folks. Ask how the people they know think about that. See, we're assuming that everybody wants to work from home. What I've heard is there's a bunch of people working from home right now who are going, I don't like this as much as I thought I would. Okay? I got this fly that's bothering me. All right? Hey, by the way, I am outside. I love it out here, but this fly and I are kind of fighting right now. All right? So when you see me doing this and touching my face, it's not because I'm not listening to what they're telling me to do. I just got a fly. Okay? So <laughs> if it doesn't distract you, I'm not going to let it distract me. So so when when I was I was just I was just recently getting my car washed to get it detailed and I talked to the lady and she said you know I got, both my daughters are working at home they never worked at home before one of them loves it one of them hates it one of them wants to be with socially with other people the other one really likes be the fact to be at home so when 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 you ask these questions find out what they feel about it how do they like it okay just don't automatically assume everyone wants to work from home that may or may not be true. And then how about the people you know that are still working, but they've taken a pay cut? Hey, remember, if they don't volunteer that, yes, they know some people like that, then prompt them with a story of, of someone that you know. I had someone in our small group that volunteered and said, I'm I, I working four days a week. I, the great news is I, I only work four days a week. The bad news is I got to get all my work done in four days, and I'm getting paid for four, not five. I took a 20% salary cut. Did you, I don't know if you know this. General Motors just required, I heard this on with the directors this morning, General Motors just required, okay, that everyone take a 20% salary reduction. Wow. How do you make up for that? Have that, just, again, talk with them. How many people do you think that is that you know that are like that? How many have told you about that? Okay. Then when you ask how many people you know that lost their job, you can just remind them, look, 30 million people became unemployed the last six weeks. You probably know several that are like that. Now, here's an interesting thing that happens in this process, and this is, this is what I want you to really hear. By taking your time with these questions, you've already identified a market of 10, 20, or more people that they know who will already be great prospects for surge. See, in that process, you weren't, see, you were finding out several things, you were, because you're also going to say, well, 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 which one do you find yourself in? And then when you go to the next page, you're not going to talk about all of the areas that we can help. If they said that they've lost their job, we could help to replace the income. If they said they're concerned about the future, then you need to, then you need to get something on the side so that you don't have to work. See, you just you tailor the presentation. Here's, here's the thing I want you to know. This is one presentation, but it's individually customized based on the answers you get from the questions that are asked. You're tailoring the presentation to them. You're zeroing in on the concerns, their needs. This is now a personalized presentation. Also, want you to know that just because the PowerPoint, uh, just because it's in the PowerPoint, doesn't mean that you have to answer 
or you have to cover every single word. Look, if let's just say that you want to minimize travel. Then you talk about how travel is going to rebound and billions are going to be earned while you're showing the Vortex booking engine and while you're showing the travel agency slides. Okay, you may mention a couple bullet points. You may talk about the Vortex is, is a way that when people are booking travel, that they can save money and you get paid. You can talk about the fact that you probably got some people who are doing this. I mean, you can talk as little or as much as you want there, but if you want to discount it, you don't have to cover every single bullet point. Just highlight the things that you want to highlight. And then you can mention on the membership slide that when you're ready to travel, we guarantee savings through a membership that absolutely will save you money as much as 70% on hotels. And how about 12 months from now, you'll be qualified for the vacation reward. See, you, you can expand, you can contract based upon what you're sensing and what you're feeling from that person. Hey, when it comes to SBA slides, Focus on what you think most likely is going to be believable for the prospect. You know, if, if you have someone that's unemployed, they, they were an hourly worker, you, then for them, you may just really live in that spot of $1,000 bonuses and talk about you could earn one, two, or three of those a month. That's probably the, a couple of them might be as much as they were making full time. You see how you could do that? So you, you, you talk about those $1,000 bonuses. Now, if you're talking to someone, okay, who has it is, has lost a six-figure income, then dwelling on a $1,000 bonus doesn't fix their problem. Maybe that's where you got to spend more time talking about hitting the 10K bonus in 100 days, which means there's a total of $50,000 in earnings, okay, which is going to go a long way toward, toward solving their income loss. And then when you get to the director program, I, I, would, spend, I, I would spend a minute or so, okay, on the level one and level two director. Okay. Those are achievable, believable things that people can look at. But then if you've got someone that's a higher income person, you may end up spending more time at the higher income, the higher director levels. See, again, you want to customize what you're saying to the, to, 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 to correspond with what the person told you about themselves, about their concerns, about those challenges that they're having. Here's something else I would do, okay? I would absolutely, absolutely, positively be asking at least one question that required a response every two or three pages. I would do that just to make sure I didn't lose their attention. Maybe there was some distraction. Maybe they, maybe they put even something on mute so that they were not going to be distracted, and then they got a question from a child or something happened. But see, if you ask a question every two or three pages, every two or three slides, then you're going to, in, you're going to keep them engaged in the presentation, listen to me. And when I came to the close, I'd close. I'd get the I'd get the decision. It wouldn't be put it off until no that kind of stuff. I would I would get their information, and it, and when I had it all, okay, that's what then, then I'd be done. And if and I'd either be, I'm getting a yes or I'm getting a no at that time. There's never going to be a better time to close than when you've just gone through the information. So make sure that you get that information before you get off to Zoom. And listen, if you're doing a, if you're doing a, uh, a Zoom with one of your people, do not put it on them to get the information. Huge, huge mistake. What you want to do is you want to control, as the presenter, you want to control all the way to the close. Because if you get off the Zoom and now, now that other person is the one who's expected to close them to get the information. What happens if a question comes up and they can't answer it? What happens if an objection comes up and they can't answer it? 
See, you never want you never want to jump off before the sale is completed. You know, the 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 last thing that I want to talk to you about is what I need from each and every one of you. See, we can't control who says yes. That's out of our control. All we can control is the number of times each week that we ask. That's it. That's all we got. That's in our control, nothing else. Here's what I like every team builder or above to do. Now, if you're not a team builder, then get with your team builder, your regional builder, your national builder. Okay. And I would, I, I, I'd like you to get, I'd like you to scheduled with you and your team, three presentations this week, three, that's a total three. We're talking about three hours. It's less than an hour in each presentation. I'm talking about three hours in the next seven days, three presentations. Okay. Now, how you get those people, you may be calling them up. I don't know. Maybe people who said no in the past. It could be brand new people. It could be folks that you know that you've not talked to. Okay. But get them. I mean, ask for their help, whatever it is. Because if you do this for the next three weeks, listen to me. Do this for the next three weeks. If you don't have anybody in your team now, that's nine presentations with a with your team builder or above. If you are a team builder, this is this is at least nine presentations with you or your team. Okay, if you do that for the next three weeks, here's what I can tell you: you more than likely have one or more. If you're if you have nobody right now on your team, you're going to be a team builder with one or more people in your team builder group. You're now going to be doing the presentations. You're going to be you're going to be set up to earn multiple one thousand dollar bonuses. That's what I need each of you to do. But listen to me. I've been presenting for almost 40 years. In January, it'll be 40 years. And I want you to hear this. I'm not a good salesman. I'm not. See, I look at a good salesman. A good salesman is someone who can convince people to do something they don't want to do. I, 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 I'm, I can't. I'm not that good. See, I've never been able to convince people with facts, stats, Profound closing statements, you know, or these, this, this, you know, whatever. I just, I haven't. My success has always come from asking questions. I'm really good at that. Now, if you've ever heard me speak live, you know this about me. How many times have you heard me say to a room full of people, whether it's a few dozen, a few a hundred, or a few thousand, hey, listen, I, 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 I really need your help. I need you to, to answer questions. I need you to answer them out loud. Okay. See, why do I do that? I tell them it's because I'm going to be better, you know, because you hear me say it. Look, here's the thing. A speaker is judged by the audience. The better the audience, the better the speaker. So the better you are, the better I am. And then what, what will I say? Here's the good news. The better I am, the more money you make. Well, see, part of that's true. I know that. I know that when, that, that when you have that participation, the speaker's going to be better. But you know why I really do it? Because if I get you involved in the presentation, See, the truth is, if you get involved in the presentation and you're paying attention and you're answering questions, then chances are, okay, you're going to agree to join us and th those chances are dramatically improved. Because the prospect is selling themselves when you ask the right questions. When you ask those questions, you talk about what they want to hear. You talk about what they need to hear to make a decision. Remember, the one who asks the best questions to the most people wins. You know, one of our directors has a theme that, that the harvest is plenty. And I just believe this has never been more true than it is today. 30 million recently unemployed people. 55% concerned about job security. Almost 50% of households have lost income 
either by job loss or, or, or salary reduction in the last 60 days. So I believe the harvest is absolutely plenty. But what we need are harvesters. We need people to go into the field and harvest. See, the, 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 it's ready. The harvest is here. People are looking. People are going to be making decisions. There's people you know will be making decisions this week about how they're going to make up for the shortfall in their income. Some of those people that you know are going to join some of those stupid pyramid schemes, those airplane games, where you give 800 or 1,000, they'll take their stimulus checks of 1,200 bucks, and they'll put it into something, hoping that they can convince two or three people to do that, who can convince two people to do that, who, and then all of a sudden they're going to get a check for ten or $12,000. And the, the fact of the matter is the only people who make money on those things ever are the ones who set them up. People you know this, this week, they're ready. They're ready for harvest. And the only reason they're not going to choose Search 365 is because they don't know. So if the harvest is plenty, what we really need are harvesters. That's you. See, there's never been a better time for Search 365. So here's what I want you to do. Go out there and win this week for you and your family. And then be sure and tune in next Saturday for another great lesson from Master Trainer, our very own Surge 365 president, Dr. Chris Coakley. Hey, have a good week, everybody. See you soon.